In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Christ has ascended. From earth to heaven. From earth to heaven. We are in the season of the ascension of our Lord. And we are reminded that we were made by the Lord from dust. And we have a body and a soul. And now in the state in which we are found fallen in shame, we are called to rise and to be in glory. I had to check in the dictionary to see what the opposite of glory is. And I found out last night that it is shame. Our country, our beloved nation, has suffered as everybody else almost around the world in the body recently for the last couple of months because of this virus. Our flesh has been literally hit by the virus. And this is, hasn't been easy at all. And we prayed and thought that this hardship will bring cure to the soul of the nation to repent and to follow the course that God had intended from us from the beginning towards Him. And in many instances, including in our small community here, we have turned to God in repentance, reflecting His goodness and mercy upon us to others next to us who are in need. And I'm convinced this continues not only in our community, but in this country, in our country as well. For the glory of God, that is. Unfortunately, the illness of the body is displayed today on your screens and in the news as an illness of the soul as well. As we see and hear about crimes, abuses of authority, justice being questioned, people going on the streets to express their feelings and taking them to violence, destruction of property, of goods that might be very much needed by those who don't have them, setting fire, and so on. You've seen it. It is unbelievable that we are now in this situation. But in a way, it is not surprising that the body and the soul both are suffering because this has been the, the kind, the, 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 the existing of our nature since the fall of Adam and Eve. Abel and Cain, what they do? Well, we experience fratricide right there. And we continue with this, but not to stay with our body and souls in shame. Also, today we turn from the news of the world to the news of the church. As I said, it is the season of the ascension of the Lord, the sitting in glory of the God-man Jesus Christ. We also remember the gathering of the body. Now, this is the body of Christ as the church to put away the shame of the soul. In this beautiful icon here, we find the, a depiction of, of those who gathered in Nicaea in year 325, in the center, Emperor Constantine, and next to him you see here St. Nicholas, St. Spiridon, and other holy people who were illumined by the grace of God through the Holy Spirit sent upon them from Pentecost time till then through apostolic succession. The body gathered at the highest level, 318 of them, to take care of an illness of, of, of the soul. The soul is sick when there's division, just like in our country. 
Segregation brings division. Political fights taken to insults and personal attacks bring division. And division takes us down. Sin is the, 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 option, the, the place for the enemy to come to, to ruin everything. So these holy people gather to take care of an issue that was very close to dividing the church big time and ruining it. Arius is the one whom they condemned at the end of this council, was proclaiming on his own that Jesus Christ was now, you see, a creature, that he was not uncreated, existing from before all ages, true God of true God, begotten, not created, of one essence with the Father, but that he was a creature, like dogs, trees, people are. So the council condemned him and restored the health to the soul of the church that is our faith and the tradition, in the holy tradition of the church. Body and soul, turning from shame to glory. We call this a glorious council, a glorious victory over the shame of Arius, keeping Christ who he is. Finally, in our gospel lesson today, we're blessed to hear and see with the eye of the soul, God talking to God, the Son talking to the Father. This is chapter 17 from the Gospel of St. John, in which we hear the priestly prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ to His Father. You know St. John the Evangelist is depicted in iconography as the eagle soaring high up above all the other understanding of mankind. This is so deep here, it's so high rather to follow that metaphor that human mind cannot comprehend. And in this first passage from chapter 17, we hear the Lord talking, praying, the Son praying to the Father for Himself and for the apostles, for these people who followed them, for the twelve apostles. And the prayer continues, but not in our pericope today, praying for all the followers of the disciples and for the whole world. It goes in layers. So the first, today we're only given the two layers of this glorious prayer in which we hear the word glory six times and after these verses countless times about glory, 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 and glory. Why? Because God is glorious and we are called to be in His glory glorious as well. Not in shame, not in fights, not in killing, but by the throne of the Father, by His love, embraced, surrounded, fully in communion with His love and with very being, which the Lord Himself here calls eternal life. Kind of surprise, isn't it? Did you ever think about this? That in this definition, eternal life has nothing to do with time. Eternal life has to do with what the Lord says here, and this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And this is what we struggle through our lives as Orthodox Christians, to know God and Jesus Christ, through Him to know God the Father. Glory. Glory, the Lord says in His prayer, Father, the hour has come. What hour? my crucifixion, of my passion. This was right before he was betrayed. Glorify your Son 
that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him power of all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. The glorification of Christ, as I taught before, is seen, happens on the cross. The Lamb of God, the blameless one, embracing us all in love and lifting us up to the Father. Because he has given him power of all flesh to give eternal life. Eternal life is this, to know you, Father, and the one whom you send, the Son. In this, he says, I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work which you have given me to do. Christ gave glory to God the Father on earth by doing his assignment, his homework, if you wish, kids. Taking flesh, ministering, performing the signs, the miracles, going through the passion, through the cross, ahead of him now, and the resurrection. This all took place on earth. And the Son fulfilled them all. Nobody else could do this, blameless, without sin. And this is the glory of God in him. That he, a man as well, by God's unity with him as God and man perfectly, he accomplished this work. And now, Father, he says, you glorify me in your presence with the glory which I had with you before the world was made. And now that I'm to go to the cross on earth, glorify me up with you by the throne, on the throne next to you, with the glory that I had from before. So what's the trick here? The Son never left that place. He was incarnate, lifted up on, his, on the cross, and went up there. Why? Because He didn't go by Himself now. Now in His, as He prays here to be glorified, He also glorified the human na nature that we all partake in. And this is so important for us because we, the Orthodox Christians, we don't stop as saying, I believe in God and I'm saved. I was baptized. We heard this in the class with the catechumens the other day, a quote from Father Stanislaw. We die in the baptism, but then every day after the baptism, we are to die daily, continuously to ourselves, to sin, to passion, to death. So the Lord here, He's saying now he's taking the human nature fallen. Yes, the one burning the cars and destroying the stores and doing robberies and whatever else they do. Yes, he restores this. It is available to be glorified for those who follow him. As he say next here. So at his ascension, which we are still celebrating from Thursday now, a feast that should interest you greatly because on this depends your salvation and of mine as well. At his ascension then, we, we celebrate this until the eve of Pentecost, he opened the doors of heavens, of glory, to the amazement of the angels, seeing now a human being, red garments because of the blood he shed on the cross, going higher than the angels. And this is your calling, brother or sister who see this and listen to me to be higher than the angel, to be glorified with him. He accomplished the work here on earth and he prays that he will be glorified with us so we too be glorified. This is so important. We don't stop at the passion. We don't. 
we continue this journey. It makes me wonder why some only receive the light on the day of the resurrection and not the glory and when Jesus sits on the throne with, with the Father in power. And then the prayer continues now for the disciples, the 12 of them, and those who are around here. I am praying for them, the Lord says. I am not praying for the world, but those whom you have given me. For they are mine, all are mine, are yours, and yours are mine. And I am glorified in them. Jesus, the Son of God, is glorified now, not only with the Father, up on the throne of glory, sitting there, but in those who, as he says earlier, have kept the word, being selected by God, put aside, as we were in baptism, holy nation, who have received the word of God, know in truth that he came from the Father, and that believed that the Father sent him, which was exactly what the Holy Fathers had to, to deal with when they threw away the shame of Arius and brought the glory of God back to life, to us. So you see now God is glorified in them and God is to be glorified in you and me as well. And God is to be glorified on those who fall in and do bad things. Holy Father, the prayer continues, keep them in your name which you have given me that they may be one even as we are one. Holy Father, have them in love with one another. That's what the name of God does. When you're in the name of God, we are His children, adopted children, brothers and sisters of Christ, in love. Keep them, the Son prays to the Father, to be one, even as they are one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that love to bound us. And, Finally, the prayer ends that these to be done so that these disciples and followers who have kept the word, who are in whom the Son is glorified, who received them, who know the truth that He is from the Father, and who believe that He is the Son co-eternal with the Father, may have joy, may have joy fulfilled in themselves. So what do we do, brothers and sisters? Our calling is great. Glory is what we're after. Glory was what we, we should see daily and pursue. In this glory of God, Christ Himself by the throne, the Almighty One who holds in His hand the world and the church where we find the truth, who prays for us, who intercedes for us, the Son, to the Father, you see in what kind of words and with what power, beyond our understanding. We should move forward with confidence here. We should move forward for this goal of being in glory. But how are we to accomplish that? David teaches us here, the psalmist, the king, in Psalm 24, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in His holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. So in this situation of shame around us, 
Let us not be rough, criticize, and jump at the throats of those who fall into sin. But rather let us turn to the glory of God, Jesus Christ, whose nature now shares with ours in heaven. And let us make this our goal in life. Let us seek to have hands pure. And rather than wasting the time judging, criticizing, justifying, politicizing, if you wish, let us be concerned with our own sinfulness, of how we embrace the love of God and for love for one another, and how united we are in Christ. For you see, the ascended Lord shortly in 10 days will send us the Holy Spirit, from, which, from whom we have been partaken in the very body and blood of the crucified, resurrected, and ascended Lord in the holy gifts in the Holy Eucharist. So as the good Lord from the throne, with His power, listening to our prayers and interceding to the Father for us, sees us struggling to reopen the doors of our churches, let us pursue love and unity. Let us heal not just the body, but the soul as well. Let us approach the glorious, holy presence of the Lord, eternal life in our midst with repentant hearts in which we find both glory but shame as well. So have courage. Look, not on the camera, not in the news, but within. And see what kind of violence is taking place there. What kind of fires? What's being destroyed? Who's the intruder? And what kind of fights take place? And think about clearing the shame through the mystery of repentance and confession. Because the Lord prayed for this, that we will be one with Him, just like He is with the Father and the Holy Spirit, and love. And for us, those living in a shameful world, there's a way to come back to the Lord and to be in His glory is the return that we call in the mystery repentance and confession. And then let us turn into prayer for those who are suffering, not only physically, praying the Lord that He will bring us to be one as a nation and the same mind in the same spirit, and to have that love for one another, no matter what the color of the skin is. You see, in this way, live for the glory of God and do everything for the glory of God. St. Paul says, as we eat, as we work, and everything else, as we build a church and we help one another for the glory of God, may the Lord help us to do so. He wants us to do so. You see how he prays? So let us open up and for the glory of God, love one another and be one in Him, our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.